Did your mom have a pet name for you? I don't know. My dad called me Chicken Little. Hmm. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. Did we do that last time? I was just wondering the same thing. I don't know if we did. We were so sad when we went to podcast last time. I haven't even listened to it, so I can't. I can't tell you if we did. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. I don't think we did. I don't think we did because I would have been like, hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. That's not really suitable to our podcast. So, God, I'm so glad this episode was so much sweeter. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we got to learn a lot more about Princess Alice of Battenberg. There you go. I knew all of the things that they talked about already. Sure. Because I really like her. But I'm she glad they great. brought it to the populace. Along with us. We brought we brought it to you first. You heard it here first. <laughs> so let's get started. Yeah, let's. How do we open? Well, we begin at the beginning. It's a very fine place to start. Totally TR time. Get yourself a crown to shine. title at the front was Athens and it took me a minute to figure out that it was present day for the show not not now present day but present day for the show because I thought it had been the past oh okay but it wasn't it was, and this is Athens Greece not Athens Georgia right correct yes okay. I do not want to watch a show about what happened in Athens Georgia in, in 1967 it's a really good point yeah. it's a really good point so the nuns at the nunnery are having some financial difficulty. They are. And then we both see a photo of young Philip and are like, oh, oh. now we get it. Photo of the actor portraying young Philip. Yeah, right. Exactly. Who they've yeah. kept. Which is helpful. Which is nice. Yeah. Yes. So then we cut to new Philip on Meet the Press. Right. He's doing a little tour of U.S. and Canada. Right. And Prince Philip did tour Canada and the U.S. several times in like that decade. Yeah. So I couldn't find any information specifically about that tour. He was I mean, Canada is still under the monarchy. Sure. So someone had to go make sure those rowdy Canadians were taking care of business. Yay. A. And the queen did join him once or twice, but it seemed to me like he was the outreach person for Canada. So the the Meet the Press set that they were doing, mm-hmm. the people on the show right. were asking questions about how's it going being a, a royal husband and not the king. and it's still not king yet. And uh, how's the budget over there? Right. And they were kind of they were kind of laughing. To themselves about the answers because mm-hmm. Philip's like, oh, it's been rough. You know, the queen hasn't had a pay rise in 15, 15 years. I didn't look into that a whole lot because what they brought up when Margaret came to the U.S. Right. And the U.S. co-signed on the loan. Sure. To pull Great Britain out of the red. It just makes sense that they would be cash poor 
for a little while after that. I understand that. I um, it, it sort of set the tone of the episode. I was kind of like, oh, this is what we're talking about. Right. You know, I, and I get it because I was rolling my eyes and going, going, gee whiz, like, poor the crown, poor you. Right. And your X million pound budget a year. Right. And your big ass house. and. So then we see this Irish reporter who gets wind of the story because I guess he's watching Meet the Press. Right. So we'll see him a couple of times throughout this episode. Not a real person. Just saying. Okay. I know it's not a documentary. Right. But he's not a real person. And then we had some discussions. We saw Wilson in the cabinet discussing how much money the the, the royal family makes. Right. And spends every year. As compared to how much money the regular British citizen makes per year right. and spends per year. And then there's a conversation between Wilson and the Queen, and I was I didn't really tune into much of this. I didn't either. I'm just like blah blah blah. Right. Mustache, mustache, old Royal white babble. guy, blah blah. Do not really care what you're talking about. Don't care. Oh, that grief. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Studying. Oh, yes, ma'am. It was really interesting when they showed the whole, all of the old white men. Oh, the cabinet. All of them in gray suits and the one woman in a red suit. Right. In the middle of it all. Yes. She was the only person that had any color on them in that scene. Yes. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was. Look again. Personality-wise as well. She was the one that got all riled up and was throwing statistics everywhere. Right. So then we get a couple of things, and it it, I had to kind of process them by watching the rest of the episode because my notes are not very clear. Okay. Philip is really is really latching on to this idea that he wants to make sure that the queen is getting her fair share. He wants to make sure that the monarchy is looked upon in a favorable light mm-hmm. by the citizenry. Um, so he starts hatching some ideas. Because as we've discussed before, the monarchy only exists because the people say it's okay for them to be there. Right. And if he wants his children to continue to live in Buckingham Palace and their children to live in Buckingham Palace, he needs to keep the ratings up. They need to keep the ratings up. Yeah, no shit. I'm curious if in a in a modern world, monarchs think about what has happened to previous monarchs mm-hmm. when they became frowned upon by their kingdoms i guarantee prince harry has yeah he's thought about that a lot he and megan have just have had large discussions about that i assure you i'm sure i do not doubt it so that's interesting yeah gosh i wish them luck out there (laughs) i really do i want them to be happy they they deserve it no less than anyone else it's true I admire them for what they've done. I really, really do. Stepping away from the monarchy. Mm. Pause for reflection. (laughs) So then we also get a a scene of 
the nun again, Alice, Princess mm-hmm. Alice. Princess Alice. Um, she has gone to a jewelry place with a big ass sapphire wrapped in diamonds. Yeah. Um, because she's she's trying to figure out how to keep paying for the nunnery. For right. For the convent. This particular storyline doesn't really go anywhere in the episode. But the jewelry guy comes back later with, like, cops thinking that she's a thief or something. Right. So the cops get out of the car. They go to talk to her. And then they realize who she is. Right. And everything they said about her to the guy who thought she was a thief. Right. Is completely true. She was born in Windsor Castle in the tapestry room in the presence of her great grandmother, Queen Victoria. She, do you want to do a little, a little bit of her bio right now? Yeah, rock on. So she was born in 1885. Her birth name is Victoria Alice Elizabeth Julia Marie. Okay. She married into the Battenbergs of Greece. Right. So she goes by either Princess Alice of Battenberg or Princess Andrew of Greece because she married married Andrew. Prince Andrew of Greece. And Denmark, sorry. Oh, sure. Greece and Denmark. And Peggy. Oh, poor Peggy. Poor Denmark. And Peggy. Is Greece close to Denmark? I mean, they're friends, but... With benefits. I mean, they're not I really mean, that geographically. Close. I know what you mean. <laughs> How did Greece and Denmark get on the same bill? I mean, that's just ancestry, right? That's weird. In 1930, so she would have been 45. Princess Alice was probably taken away in an ambulance. We get to a scene later mm-hmm. where Prince. Philip is reflecting upon his thoughts yeah, when that happened. Had some flashbacks. In she episode. did have a breakdown and was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, but he'll talk about all that later. Right. And she'll talk about it all later, too. This is sure. really the Princess Alice episode. It really is. Not the documentary episode. No. Maybe I'll call it Through the Looking Glass. Oh, I like that. Because it's really about Alice. Yeah, it really is. I like that. Okay. So then we're back to Philip learning the intercom system in Buckingham Palace. Sweetie. Uh, Sweetie, uh, are you there? Or at least Sweetie. fiddling with it. Can you hear me? Sweetie. Sweetie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then it took me a- another half of the episode again to figure out who the fuck Sweetie was. Sweetie's Princess Anne. I got it now. <laughs> So Philip is playing with the intercom system. He keeps calling Sweetie. He keeps calling Sweetie. Hello, Sweetie. Can you hear me? And he's calling into all these empty rooms throughout the palace. Well, and there's like a random mustache or a butler in there. Right. And they're looking up and they're looking around and they're like, I guess he's looking for the queen. And finally, someone finds the queen and says, Prince Philip is looking for you. And she says, Not me, I'm afraid. I'm darling or cabbage. Sweetie is someone else. (laughs) And Sweetie turns out to be Princess Anne. And that was pretty funny. So Princess Anne is summoned. Right. To his... Lair? Sure. What's his title? What's his... 
He's the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh huh. Okay. The layer of Edinburgh. To the dukedom. <laughs> um. So then I guess he has. Do they talk about it in the scene or has he already talked about that he has hatched a plan to do the BBC documentary? I can't remember. I don't either. I'm, I missed it. But he tells her about it. Regardless. Anyway. What they're talking about is the upcoming BBC documentary that will be filmed. Right. In Buckingham Palace. Princess Anne is not interested. About the royals being n- normal. Normal. And Princess Anne, she's 17 in this scene, okay. in this episode. Right. So she reacts very much like a 17-year-old. Sure. And just responds in short grunts and sighs. And hmm. Emojis. Oh. Eh. Right. Okay. It was awesome. It was perfect. Yeah. So Philip is trying to do some PR work for the family. Right. Is sort of his goal. I did not look up the actor who plays Princess Anne, uh-huh. but she does look a lot like Princess Anne did when Princess Anne was younger. And Princess Anne is known for her bluntness. Okay. And standoffishness. Right. There was an attempted kidnap of Princess Anne really? a couple years after this. And she's just like, no, not today, motherfuckers. And she's <laughs> like completely fends them off herself. Wow. With like her boyfriend or something. That's crazy. Like she's she is totally awesome. that person who was just like, mm, no. Good day, sir. Pass. Right. And I found video footage, recent video footage of Donald and Melania Trump visiting the palace. Uh-huh. And Queen Elizabeth is, you know, being gracious and being the queen. And you can see Princess Anne kind of off camera. And the queen, like, gestures for her to, like, come over, come over. And she's like, she holds her hand up. She's like, pass. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm good. You go on. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with that. It was wonderful. That is funny. So the documentary. Right. Yeah. So documentary is going to happen. Also, there is apparently a military coup happening in Greece. Mm-hmm. So Indeed, that's sort of a big deal. Yes. Uh, the crown hears about it. Liz wants to evac Philip's mom. Right. Philip's like, who? Philip's like, her? <laughs> She's been in institutions her whole life. She's a crazy person. She belongs in, in Greece. So something that I didn't mention in the tiny bio is that Princess Alice established this particular convent. Okay. I don't know that it actually lasted as long as they portray it sure in this episode it did run out of money and it did get shut down but all of her life whether she was with the convent or not Mm -hmm. princess alice was a helper okay she helped people yeah she fed people and she helped people get medical care when the Nazis invaded Greece, she hid a Jewish family, was later recognized for right, that. Right. As unstable as she may have been and mm-hmm. some points of her life, she was a good person. Sure. She was a good person who did a lot of good 
where she could. And I think the show did a really good job of portraying that. I think not, so not only the writing and the how the show was put together, but mm-hmm. the actor. Mm-hmm. This is the moment where I started falling in love with this actor mm-hmm. because when she Liz overrides Philip. Right. And says, yeah, no, we're we're going to airlift your mom out of there. Yeah. So she sends a plane. She sends a mustache. And then, you know, Princess Alice is sort of saying goodbye to her sisters, to her convent. And it was really, it was really emotional. Yeah. It was nice. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. And remember her daughter died in a plane crash. Yeah. With her grandchildren. Daughter and grandchildren. Yeah. And she was exiled twice from Greece. She's, she lived a rough life. Yeah. She lived a rough fucking life and came out on the better end. It's sort of a reminder to to not judge people by what's immediately in front of you because right. there's a whole lifetime worth of experiences behind yeah. those people. Yes. Thank you. Deep thoughts. So then Princess Alice gets evac'd. So that's done. You know, Liz overrules Philip. Right. But of course, she does get to move any direction on the board. So... That's that's how that works. <laughs> You're going to use that joke here. You're not going to save that for maybe a, a more opportune time. I've used it before. <laughs> I just I bring it out when the, <laughs> when the queen makes a, a power move. One thing that I was not a fan of how they portrayed Princess Alice Mm -hmm. was when she was in Athens, she had her shit together. Right. She could hear everyone. She knew what was going on. I mean, she literally couldn't hear everyone. She was deaf, but she knew what was going on. She was in charge. She had her ducks in a row, but kind of as soon as she got to the palace, they kind of dumbed her down like three steps and made her a little more doddering and made her a little what? What'd you say when she hadn't done that before? What I was getting from that was more fish out of water, like, okay, all of a sudden living in Buckingham Palace and just not really knowing what to do. Not being in charge anymore. Right. So like when she... You know, goes out and smokes with the the butlers right. outside the door. I was like, "Fuck, Fuck yeah!" yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> because she's just like she's just out back of the restaurant shooting the shit with the servers. You know, right? Like, I just thought that was super cool. Yeah, but you know, she just didn't all of her, like uh, she was ripped away from her whole life. Yeah, it's true. You're you right. Know? That was the impression I got. Okay, good. So Philip has some flashbacks. He's he's got some real feelings about his mom being back yeah. in his life. He was not completely an asshole in this episode. But his primary drive in this episode was very asshole-ish. The drive to have his family seen in a better light? Yes. Maybe asshole-ish is not the right I word. I think that's strong. Even at the end when he is being nicer. He says something to his mom that was still really for his own benefit. He was 
he was saying that he should have put her in front of the cameras sooner. Yeah. So the documentary is happening now. Mm -hmm. Margaret gets the best lines because they're all in there like watching TV and the, and the BBC is watching right? them watch TV. <laughs> Which I had to laugh because that's a real show. Yes. In, in England. It is. Maybe that's where it started. I, I guess. But then... You know, Philip is just like, oh, we just need to, we're not scripting anything. We just need to be normal. You know, we're just regular people. But this is not normal. But this is not normal. And then, I don't know, I'm, I'm bouncing around between thoughts here. It's okay. So, yeah, Philip's mom wanders into the movie when she's out back smoking with the servants. Right. And Philip just like races to stop that. He's all about, he's all about PR. He's all about appearances right now. <sighs> That's their life. That has been their life all of their lives, though. Yeah, I get that. It doesn't endear him to me at all. No. But I get it. Okay. <laughs> so one thing I noticed when they sat down to watch the documentary. Are we there yet? Did I just jump No, we're head? still filming the documentary. Okay, documentary. sorry. Well, we're almost done. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Sorry. It's okay. You can talk about it first. Um, so the, the next thing that I have is Princess Alice and Princess Anne mm -hmm. are having a good laugh together. In, oh, in yes. Princess Alice's room. Yeah. And this is this is about right before the documentary is coming out. Okay. I don't remember what they were gabbing about, but they they seemed happy they seemed connected it's, friendly it was a very loving moment mm -hmm. between grandmother and they grand, were granddaughter writing letters to donors oh to right try to get okay. money for the yeah, yeah yeah for the convent for the convent yeah using the queen stationery. the queen stationery, and which was awesome get them a few dollars and maybe the queen could sell a painting yeah i forgot about that i mean and, they did sell the yacht so Liz, Liz walks out of there. She made this comment about, oh, we'll have a garage sale when we get back. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. In the meantime, we'll get you some more cigarettes. And I promise we'll have a big jumble sale of all the palace valuables on our return. But then, yeah, the documentary comes out and the newspapers and the reporters are all watching mm -hmm. it. One thing I noticed when the royal family was watching the documentary mm -hmm. was that Prince Charles wasn't there. Haven't seen Prince Charles. Haven't seen Prince Charles. I'm assuming he's at boarding school. Well, he's not because he's older than Anne. And I think he's out of school by now. Or college, maybe. Or college, I guess. He's clearly in the actual documentary, though. Oh, okay. In the real documentary that was actually made. Right. That we're talking about in this episode. He's totally in that documentary. Ain't nobody got time for Prince Charles I right guess now. not. But, I mean, couldn't they have just sat him there for a little bit? Yeah. What else? I'm just know. saying. I get it. Just saying. So the Irish reporter guy writes uh, quite a scathing review of the documentary. Right. That didn't happen either. Okay. Well, that guy didn't exist. So how could it happen? Right. The documentary was aired. It was aired on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And by Monday... Most people had just kind of forgotten about it. Like, it wasn't awesome, but it wasn't horrible. People were like, oh, 
Okay. From the little bits of the fake documentary they showed us, it seemed like it was going to be pretty fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the episode that we're talking about, he does write. Right. A story about it. And uh, there was some discussion between, I think, Liz and PM Wilson about. Wilson! There were some good articles that came out about it, and she was arguing that there were some pretty negative articles that came out about it. Right. So possibly reviews were mixed. For reals, I mean. Right. So they're trying to discuss the implications and they're just they couldn't come up with what the answer was. Uh, Liz had said all this stuff about ritual and mystery and smoke and mirrors. And I was just like, yeah, you and me both, lady. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand why it's a thing. It's pretty shiny. Yeah, I guess that's why we use the words Hollywood royalty here in the U.S. Because people like to imagine that they are rich and popular. Yeah. And being able to see someone who is rich and popular gives them something to attain. Still not sold on the idea of monarch as as a governing entity. Yeah. Don't. Don't quite understand the appeal. As much as I'm fascinated by it, I don't agree with it. Right. I'm kind of anti-government anyway, so. Yeah, fuck the police. Burn it down. Guess they're not really government. <laughs> Philip is so surprised that they got negative reviews. <laughs> he was just like. But we're, we're so normal. We were grilling and watching TV together. <laughs> we're just like all of you. Who wouldn't want to watch that? So then he starts hatching another plan for Princess Anne to go fix it. Oh, that's right. She gets the best wardrobe in this episode. Yeah. That cute little 1967 plaid skirt totally and the turtlenecks. Cute. And yeah. yeah. So then... He hatches a plan, so then she hatches a plan. Right. Which was pretty fun. She was pretty good at this. Pretty sly. Yeah. So they call up the Irish reporter guy. Mm -hmm. Invite him out to Buckingham Palace. To interview Anne. To interview Anne. Anne talks Princess Alice into going to... To talk to the reporter guy. Totally flim flams him. Totally flim flammed. I feel her. I've been there. Sure. It happens to the best of us. More me than you. But yes, yeah. the best of us. I mean, there was that one time. I don't even remember. Just don't even ask. I don't even <laughs> it was twice. And I mean, you got. And I remember. So that's important. I know you remember your flim flams. I don't remember mine. Oh, OK. Because I haven't flim flammed you. Birthday party. You're that right. I know Surprise of. birthday That's party. That's the one. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> See? The things I have to endure. <laughs> All of your friends together in one place eating cake and watching movies. That was amazing. Thanks. <laughs> You're not welcome. Blame Dandy. Anyway, Princess Anne flim flams the reporter and gives him Princess Alice instead. Yes. And she just starts talking. And she, it's lovely. They and have this really beautiful conversation. They do. And even though 
that was never a thing. There wasn't a reporter. There wasn't an article. Everything that she says there is 100% true from what I've read. Absolutely everything she talks about is true. She had such an unusually amazing life. Yeah. And she was just being honest. She was just telling her her story. Mm-hmm. You know, she talked about being institutionalized. She talked about seeing Sigmund Freud. Right. Who fucked her up bad. Uh, shock therapy, they they mentioned. Yeah. Like, yeah. So a lot of really horrible things. And, you know, this wonderful, beautiful person comes out on the other end. Right. With some problems, with some history. Sure. But still. Is We've a all very, got problems from our history. Absolutely. Is a very caring and wonderful person. So that was, that was really cool. That was, um, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. That was really neat. In reality, the newspapers did note her arrival when she came to Buckingham Palace okay. to live. But then she was pretty much forgotten about until her death just a couple years later. Okay. But... I'm jumping ahead here. Sure. Prince Philip really did become closer to her in those last couple years of her life. Oh, good. Then. Than they had been at any other point in their life, probably. So it really did have a happy ending with them walking off into the sunset together, which warms my heart. Yeah. That is sweet. Yeah. So really, we're kind of at the end of the episode. Um, The last couple of things that happen... The, the article comes out that Alice, Princess Alice had talked to the reporter and the article mm-hmm. comes out. Liz and Philip are sitting there reading it right. in the morning. And Philip finally goes to see his mom for the first time in this episode. Yes. Right at the very end. And earlier, Queen Elizabeth scolded him for that. She was like, you haven't even seen her, no. have you? No. And he's just like, eh. I'm getting around to it. Working on this documentary. So he he finally goes up to see her. With the newspaper in with hand. With the newspaper. And this was an interesting scene because we don't really know what to expect. Is he going to blow up at her? Right. But he just, he calmly starts reading the article and it's all this, this sweet truth from this woman. And um, he very nearly apologized. He said he owes her an apology. So he got real close. So close. I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, my God. All of non-apologies. Right. So then the two of them have a really nice moment. Mm-hmm. We get a minute from Liz and the mustache deciding that they're going to squash the BBC documentary. <laughs> they don't want it ever seen again. I, you can totally find it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so we'll see whatever happens with that. You can't kill the internet. Yeah. And then... Uh, Philip and Princess Alice take mm-hmm. a little walk in the garden. It was lovely. I haven't watched it yet. I will. But there is, from what I understand, a very good documentary about Princess Alice. Okay. That you could probably find it on YouTube. I'm going to look it up. Um, I think it's just called The Life of Princess Alice or something sure. along those lines, or The Truth About Princess Alice or something like that. Okay. But it's supposed to be really good. It's not incredibly old. might have been done in the 90s or something. Cool. But if y'all are interested in more Princess Alice. Who wouldn't wouldn't be? be? Nerd. Jinx. (laughs) One thing I've always liked about nuns. 
is that they get to just wear the same thing every day. They don't have to think about what to wear. Other people can do that, too. And like... I mostly do that. Long dresses like that, so fucking comfortable. Sure. Yeah. Witches can do that, too. If it... Oh. True story. What was your favorite thing in this episode? Oh, my gosh. Everything about Princess Alice. Yeah. Literally everything about Princess Alice. The smoking canasta playing nun. <laughs> I missed the canasta. <laughs> um, I need to look up that actor on IMDb. I haven't done she that yet. She was great. She was wonderful. And she's really got me. I was a little interested in Princess Alice. You may or may not remember her showing up to the coronation. Okay. I don't know if it was the same actor or not. Sure. But she came to the Queen's coronation. So backing up a little bit, she did come to their wedding. I'm not sure if they portrayed that in The Crown. Elizabeth was really nervous about what she would wear to the wedding. Mm -hmm. But she was pleasantly surprised when she showed up in just like a modest, long-sleeved regular length dress right and pumps that seems sort of familiar which was fine when she came to the coronation she wore and you can see photos she's dressed differently in the crown than she is in actual photos you can see her in the procession on the way to the coronation i think it is she's dressed more like a nun from Game of Thrones. It's not the type of habit you would remember from the 50s. It was really just a long gray dress with more of a scarf over her hair that hung down almost, you know, very regal. Sure. Looking, but still kind of like, oh, isn't that interesting? Kind of how I tend to dress for weddings. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. And so then in this episode, full on just her, the habit that she wore daily anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, I was interested in her back then and did some research then, but I didn't know about the documentary on her life. So I'm definitely going to look that up. And of course, there's a couple books. Sure. Yeah. But published as well. But there's plenty of books. But what was your favorite part? The the moment when she was leaving the convent, when, when Alice was leaving the convent. Oh, and she was talking to her sisters. Yeah. Oh. That's super sweet. Yeah. That was definitely my moment. That's when I was just like, wow, this this actor is really on to something. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely gonna look her up when we get done okay. recording this. Anything else you wanna say? Uh, I hope you can edit out all the gunshots. I'm sure they'll be fine. Where's that coming from? Outside. Yeah. Mm. Somebody shooting guns on their property. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you to the listeners. Thanks to Jenny Parrott for our intro and outro. Thank you to Jenny Parrott. <laughs> Thanks to our super fans. I'm still trying to think of other people to thank. Nobody stepped up to sponsor this show yet. <laughs> we don't want to sponsor Chris. We're doing okay. Thank you. Ad free. That's right. Sharon and Chris right here. 
and thank you. Bobbykins. Schnooky. <clears throat> Petit chow. Petitu. Petitu. Pronounced it incorrectly that night. Isn't petitu a pastry? Yeah. Oh. So they make It's called a cabbage? A, a, a little shoe? Is that what it means? A little cabbage? It's the little balls. Right. It probably looks like a little cabbage. I guess it looks like a little cabbage. If you squint. I don't want cabbage pastries. Sorry. We've strayed a little bit here. I guess so. I guess that's it then. Yeah. Until next time, Chris. God save the queen. God save the queen. Totally TR time. The podcast where the stars align. Reigning queen is Emery. King Chris got that royal sound. When he's discussing the crown. Grab your scepter and around. It's TR time. It's TR time. It's TR time. Are you hating me over there? Not yet. You want to keep trying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Charter (laughs) 2. He's tired of this nonsense. Start calling him Princess Anne. (laughs) Charter can do that too. He wears the same damn thing. Same collar every day. You can. Edit that all into whatever order you want, babe. Anytime I start talking, I'm just like, oh, shit. (laughs) What am I going to do with all this footage? Edit the fucking crap out of this nonsense. (laughs) Don't drag me into your shit, bro.